Hey, before we get started today, just a quick note, the following Radar Contact show is a consolidation of three articles that I published right before this show went on air. If you'd like to go back and read what I'm talking about, you could look at those last three articles that appear at atccommunication.com just prior to the posting of this show. All right, on with the show. Welcome to Radar Contact, the audio show that teaches pilots how to speak professionally and with confidence to air traffic control. And now, here's your host, airline pilot, author, and host of ATCCommunication.com, Jeff Canarish. In the past, I've talked about the importance of listening to the aircraft radio to build situational awareness. Nowhere is this more important than in an uncontrolled airport traffic pattern. Here's an example radio call you might hear in an uncontrolled pattern. Town and country traffic, Piper 525 Yankee Golf, four miles straight in, runway 17, full stop, town and country. Let's say you're on the downwind leg at town and country, approaching the turn to base leg for runway 17, when this radio call hits the airwaves. What does it do for your situational awareness? If I were in your shoes and I heard that radio call, I'd be thinking, hmm, things continue as they are, there's a pretty good chance I'm going to be flying wingtip formation with Piper 525 Yankee Golf on a one-mile final approach. It's probably time to do something to avoid that. Here's another example. You're on a one-half-mile final approach for runway 17 at Town & Country. There's a Cirrus aircraft holding short of runway 17. You hear... Town & Country traffic, Cirrus 3491 Mike, entering runway 17, departing to the north, Town & Country. Would that radio transmission raise the hairs on the back of your neck? I know it would on mine. Time to do something to avoid that irritating sound of metal screeching against metal. Here's one last example. Again, you're on the downwind leg for runway 17 in town and country, and you hear nothing. Six seconds of silence. One potato, two potato, three potato, four potato, five potato, Sick. Suddenly, a Piper Cub appears from behind the right support pillar of your forward windscreen, only a thousand feet ahead. The Cub's tracking right to left towards your 12 o'clock. After a second's hesitation due to shock, you react by climbing and turning right to avoid a collision. Where did that guy come from? You're determined to find out. You regroup, enter the pattern at downwind, and finally bring it in for a full stop landing. As you taxi in, you see the Cub parked at the FBO. You pull into the parking spot at the FBO, determined to stalk inside and read that pilot the riot act for jumping onto the base leg without announcing his position or intentions. Wait a minute. Before you do that, let's see if you have a leg to stand on. First, what does Part 91 of the Consolidated Federal Regulations say about radio requirements at an uncontrolled airport? You can look all day in the regs for radio requirements in an uncontrolled airport, but you're not going to find a thing. It's perfectly legal to fly into or out of an uncontrolled airport without using a communication radio or even having one on board. Let's check the aeronautical information manual then. Yep, the aeronautical information manual has extensive guidelines for self-reporting on the radio at uncontrolled airports. But that guidance only applies if you happen to have a radio on board and if you care to use it. So here's the takeaway. The radio is a great device for building situational awareness. 
The radio can also be a trap if you rely on it to do all of the clearing for you in an uncontrolled pattern. There are pilots out there who either don't have a radio on board or have a radio but refuse to use it. Or, and this may be the worst of all, some pilots have a radio, use it, but make inaccurate or untimely position reports. Well, here's my best advice. Listen to the radio to build situational awareness, but take everything you hear on the radio with a grain of salt. Don't rely entirely on the radio to determine where other aircraft are in the traffic pattern. Visually clear for the next pilot to speak on the radio, but also clear for the pilot who either chooses to remain silent or unwittingly transmits misleading information on the frequency. While we're on the topic of self-announced procedures in an uncontrolled airport traffic pattern, I want to talk a minute or so about what the Aeronautical Information Manual means when it describes a common traffic advisory frequency, or CTAF, pronounced CTAF. I bring this up because a pilot named Michael recently sent this comment to me by email. Quote, a call to the Unicom might be helpful to learn the active runway, or if there were some activity which might be of concern to you, should someone answer the frequency. But we were told by our instructors that all traffic in the vicinity of an uncontrolled airport with a designated CTAF should make all their self-announcements on the CTAF rather than on the Unicom frequency, end quote. Well, this was my reply. Should all pilots make position reports on the CTAF? The answer is yes. The confusion arises because Unicom may be a CTAF. Here's the definition from the AIM. The CTAF may be a Unicom, Multicom, Flight Service Station, or Tower Frequency, and is identified in appropriate aeronautical publications. There are general rules in the AIM for selecting the appropriate CTAF frequency. You'll find those rules in Table 4-1-1, which is kind of hard to find in the AIM. Look for the table just below Section 4-1-9, which is titled Traffic Advisory Practices at Airports Without Operating Control Towers. If you look in the left column of this table, you will see the column heading Facility at Airport. The choices in that column talk about whether the airport uses Unicom, a dedicated flight service station frequency, or the frequency of a tower that is closed. There is also one listing covering the oddball airport with no facility of any kind. In that case, you're expected to self-announce on the multicom frequency of 122.9. Let's look at two of the most typical radio setups for uncontrolled airports. We'll check the AIM's table and proceed from there. Let's say today we're going to fly into the Socorro Airport near Socorro, New Mexico. We look at our Albuquerque sectional chart and find Socorro centered on the left third of the chart. The data next to the airport includes an AWAS-3 frequency of 118.325 and a Unicom frequency of 122.8. Notice next to the Unicom frequency there is a letter C inside a filled-in magenta circle. That letter C stands for CTAF. It means the Unicom frequency 122.8 is the CTAF. Just to double check, we go into the airport facility directory's listing for Socorro. Sure enough, under the heading communications, the directory shows Socorro's Unicom frequency is 122.8. 
It also says 122.8 is the CTAF. Armed with this information, here's how we'll proceed. As we're flying inbound some distance from Socorro, we'll dial up the AWOS frequency to get the automated weather report for the airport. Next, about 10 miles from the airport, we'll make this radio call on Unicom. Socorro Unicom, Cessna 9130 Delta, 10 miles west of the airport, inbound for landing with the numbers, request an airport advisory. Adding the remark with the numbers means you have listened to the weather report on AWOS. This tells the person manning Unicom you don't need him to say the wind direction or the altimeter setting at the airport because you've already got it. If you don't say with the numbers, the person at the other end of the radio should give you this basic information. You make your request and hopefully the person manning the Unicom station will answer with something that sounds like this. Aircraft calling Socorro. Socorro is using runway 33, left traffic. There are two aircraft in the pattern. Let's say you make that radio call requesting an airport advisory and you don't get a reply. You know you have the correct frequency dialed in and your radio is working. You hear other aircraft reporting their position at Socorro. Well, not to worry. Going back into the AIM's table 4-1-1, we look at the row next to the heading Unicom, no tower or flight service. In the column labeled Frequency Use, it says... Communicate with Unicom Station on published CTAF frequency, and then it gives a bunch of CTAF frequencies. And if unable to contact the Unicom Station, use self-announced procedures on CTAF. Wait a minute. What does that last sentence mean? If unable to contact Unicom Station, use self-announced procedures on CTAF. That doesn't make sense if you take it to mean Unicom and CTAF are two separate entities, and that's kind of what that pilot Michael was talking about when he wrote to me. Well, that's not what it means. Focus on the word station in that sentence, and it makes more sense. Read it like this. If unable to reach the person who is manning the Unicom base station to get an airport advisory, simply begin self-announcing on the Unicom frequency. I should also add, and these are my words, not in the AIM, continue to listen on the Unicom frequency to get a sense of who is in the traffic pattern and determine what runway they are using. Of course, if no one is talking on the frequency, pilots, or Unicom station operator, then it's a good idea to survey the airport before entering. Your flight instructor can advise you how to do this and add his or her own techniques. Make your 10-mile out position report. Report entering downwind, entering base, entering final approach, and if making a full stop, report clear of the runway. That's all there is to radio work when approaching an airport that uses a dedicated Unicom frequency for CTAF. Let's look now at the other typical situation you'll find at an uncontrolled airport. Let's say this evening you're flying towards your destination of Redding Municipal Airport near Redding, California. The local time is 2140 and Redding's part-time tower is closed. A check of the Klamath Falls sectional chart shows a Unicom frequency at the airport of 122.95, but the circled C on the chart is next to the control tower frequency of 119.8. This means the tower frequency is the CTAF frequency when the tower is closed. A check of Reading's listing in the airport facility directory confirms this information. Next, let's go into table 4-1-1 in the AIM and look at the row with the heading Tower or flight service station not in operation. The listed procedure is to self-announce on the CTAF frequency, 
and we'll use 119.8 for self-announce at Reading. What about that listed Unicom frequency? Should you use that to get an airport advisory? Well, it's unlikely anyone will answer you on the Unicom because the airport facility directory says the airport is only attended from dawn till dusk. So why is there even a Unicom frequency listed for this airport? Because during daytime, Tower's going to give you everything you need. And at night, no one's there to answer the Unicom base station anyways. Likely, that frequency is on the chart as a backup frequency in case the primary CTAF is notumed out of service. In this situation, how are you going to get a weather update for the airport? Well, the answer is to call flight service. Flight service will be able to give you the current weather, but don't expect a full airport advisory because flight service does not play that role at Reading. So in actual practice, here's how I'd handle my arrival at Reading after dark. Some distance from the airport, I'd contact the nearest flight service station for a weather update. In this area, Rancho Marietta Radio handles that request. Next, I dial up the CTAF of 119.8 and report inbound when 10 miles from the airport. Reading traffic, Cessna 9130 Delta, 10 miles northwest of the airport, inbound for landing, Reading. As I proceed inbound, I'd listen carefully for any reports from other aircraft. If I don't hear anything, I would not. I repeat, would not make this radio transmission. Reading traffic, traffic in the area, please advise. Why wouldn't I make this call? Because the AIM is very specific when it says, quote, traffic in the area, please advise, is not a self-announced position and or intention phrase and should not be used under any condition, end quote. You know, in a manual that is supposed to be a collection of best practices, it's rare for the FAA to say something with a foot stomp like that one. After my 10-mile report, I would make my standard reports entering downwind, entering base, entering final, and clearing the runway. So here are the takeaways on CTAF. CTAF is a common traffic advisory frequency that may be a Unicom frequency, it may be a tower frequency, or it may be a flight service station frequency. Check your sectional chart and the airport facility directory to see which one applies for your airport. Then use table 4-1-1 in the AIM to determine the correct procedures for the frequency in use as CTAF. If there's no dedicated frequency of any kind for the airport, self-announce your position on the multi-com frequency of 122.9. Finally, as I said earlier, don't assume a quiet radio means there's no traffic in the airport pattern. Questions? Comments? I monitor and reply to all incoming comments. Or if you would like to write to me directly, you can reach me at jeff at atccommunication.com. I also hang out in the Twitterverse at twitter.com slash atc underscore jeff. A pilot named Alex wrote to me with this question, quote, Hello, Jeff. Please advise the right way to ask ATC to repeat slowly. I ask because the phrase, say again slowly, for me doesn't sound good. Well, here's how I answered Alex. I always think of air traffic controllers as customer service representatives. They aren't sky police or aviation gods. It's perfectly okay to tell them what you need in plain language when they aren't giving you the kind of customer service you need or expect. 
When an air traffic controller says something to me that comes across too fast for me to interpret, I say, would you please repeat that a little slower? Nothing fancy or official here, just plain and polite language to encourage better customer service. If someone put a request to you in that manner, wouldn't you think, okay, let's give this guy what he needs. That's how air traffic controllers operate if you are polite and reasonable. If you look in the AIM, there are two passages that help with this topic. First, in the AIM's pilot controller glossary, there is this definition for speak slower. It's quoted like this, used in verbal communications as a request to reduce speech rate, end quote. <laughs> Never underestimate the FA's capacity for defining the obvious. <laughs> the definition does bring up a good point, though. There's nothing wrong with asking a controller to slow down. If you don't like that specific phrasing because it sounds demanding, then consider this other passage in the AIM. And you'll find this in the very first section of the AIM dealing with air traffic control. Specifically, look in paragraph 4-2-1, paragraph B, where it says, quote, Since concise phraseology may not always be adequate, use whatever words are necessary to get your message across, end quote. Well, this backs up what I just said. If you think of ATC as a customer service organization, you'll feel comfortable telling the controller what you need in your own words. Make your needs known, preferably in the form of a request, and your customer service agent at the other end of the radio will do his or her best to help you out. Before I step away from this subject, I want to offer one clarification. Even though the AIM says you can use plain language to tell ATC what you need, do pay attention to the first part of that passage. And again, I'm quoting, since concise phraseology may not always be adequate, end quote. It's okay to use plain language when standard phraseology does not fit. However, the FAA says don't use this passage as an excuse to blow off standard phraseology in its entirety. Put another way, don't do what you hear so many professional pilots do and blow off the standard phrases in favor of slang and other good old boy lingo. Stick to the standards when they apply. Enough said. And now let's get to your question of the week. You are preparing to depart VFR from Martha's Vineyard Airport. It's November 2nd and the current local time is 0530. Using the airport facility directory listing for Martha's Vineyard Airport that I've included below, describe the radio drill you would use to depart from Martha's Vineyard, beginning from your parking position on the ramp through your departure from the traffic pattern heading northwest. When you think you have the entire radio drill figured out, go to atccommunication.com forward slash answers. There you'll find a complete solution for this situation along with a full explanation of how that answer was derived. Music for this show is provided by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com on a Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. If you're flying this week, I hope you have a great time and beautiful weather, and if you happen to be flying in an uncontrolled airport pattern, keep your eyes open for that pilot who doesn't have a radio on board or who has a radio on board and refuses to use it or for that pilot who has a radio on board uses it but gives you misleading information i'm jeff canarish for atccommunication.com saying be well keep in touch and fly safe